My name is Aishman Kalita. I'm a college student. I would like to congratulate you for your uh, uh, selfless endeavors. So my, uh, sir, uh, uh, we were all delighted when we, uh, in, uh, in June 2016, when we got the news that, uh, that, in, uh, that during PMOD's uh, US tour, uh, 200 artifacts were coming back. So about few months back, I got the news that most of them were stuck and they couldn't be brought back because of uh, the bureaucratic deadlock. Mainly because of the epithetic culture ministry. Sir, so what is your take on that? If you wait for a month more, I think we'll have news to celebrate. Very enigmatic, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it okay. takes a long time to solve these. And the very fact that these are not with anybody, they are with Homeland Security, seized and kept, and they've been promised to India. So, and the trail is still underway, both in India and the US. So, these are material evidences. So, they are not lost for India. And as I told you, I think we will have a big reason to celebrate shortly. Excellent. Lady there. Hi, I'm Karinika. Um, I, read a, uh, uh, I read an article a couple of days ago which said that Chinese billionaires are funding thefts in uh, European museums to get back some of their artifacts. So I'm not suggesting that's the right way, but, but I just want to know, do you have any ambitious Indian billionaires who are wanting to do some kind of thing or, you know, just partnering or supporting you in any way? Well, I, I think, first of all, that news is unsubstantiated. It's, <laughs> so I don't think it's, it's only speculation right now. But then, uh, first of all, I think we need to review our laws because it's not easy to buy something and bring it back to India. It's really tough. You just can't buy an art and bring it back to India. You need to go through a long process, which needs to be simplified. Uh, plus, when it comes back, it is registered as an antiquity in India. Then you can't take it out of India and you can't sell it overseas. So as a collector, uh, you need to be really wary of what you do. And there is a law of the land. You have to respect it. But I do see that there is a lot of scope there to ease the loss, to enable bringing back. Of course, there are people who may have this plan, but the first step is to become a billionaire. <laughs> yes, the lady there and then gentleman and then ma'am here. Then I'll come to this side. <laughs> okay. Hi, my name is Gunja and I work as a policy analyst. So this is going to be a worldwide phenomenon. I'm sure other countries also face this. And as you said that, you know, one of the problems that we face is that we don't have a proper archiving system. So apart from the archive, which of course we can start from time zero, what are the other ways that international... Great. Uh, it's a wonderful question. In fact, the 1970 UN Convention was championed by India and Italy because we were real rich source nations. I'm sorry to use the term, but that's the way they look at us. We are supposed to be source nations. And when we did it, we were supposed to create a art squad or an art force. Italy has a squad called the Carbonari Art Squad, which has got over 3,000 trained people from various facets, including IT experts, lawyers. They have the best archival system. They have image recognition software that aids them. They have internet scrollers that work on it. So anytime that comes in. Compared to us, India has only one art force, which is being threatened to be closed down in Tamil Nadu called the Idle Wing. I-D-O-L, not I-D-L-E. And it was envisioned with 108 strong force. Today, it's a punishment posting with eight guys. And one of them is currently charged with aiding and abetting sales of antiquities, who was number two in the idle wing. 
And then Kerala has one with seven people, which is called the Temple Protection Force, which has not done anything other than <coughs> assisting a crucial evidence in this case, which you'll read in the book. So the first thing that India needs to do is to set up a formal art squad, because what people realize is in the past, when we worked with foreign governments, they wouldn't care as well. But then since 2012, the US realized that the guys who are making money of it, maybe not the ultimate buyers and sellers, but the pipeline is not your average person going to use it for charity. It is going to funding illicit activities, including terrorism. And that's why when ICs was studied in detail by the US forces, they realized that sale of antiquity licenses was the third item in the list of income earners for terrorism. And that's why you see a lot more focus to combat this new regulations coming up in the EU as well recently and in the US. So I think India also has to realize that there are a lot of artifacts going out of West Bengal, out of Kashmir, which the money flow has to be checked. And there are a lot of Hawala transactions that happen and we need to really look at it. So it's not just on the face of it, loss of cultural property, but there's a whole uh, network that needs to be dismantled. Yeah, question here and then Meenakshi ji. Yeah. Yeah, we'll combine some questions. So, quick question, yeah. Uh, my name is Kumar Akesh. I'm a journalist. And first, I uh, thanks and salute you, Mr. Vijay Kumar, for this great work. Whatever you just combine the facts, this is the work of today, our history of culture, and you can send the role of your message, the world So, congratulations, and we got basic and what is still doing. My question is, let's do a question about 1962. Nalanda and others, but in status number two, how just uh, some of our friends ask a question about the exclusive news uh, wait for one month and it will become news. It is also some of the news story for the news person like us. Number three, who come to Brazil, how find the role of the Brazil to protect the all the idols in the culture of the country as a just a sensitive writer and instrument. Okay, so the, just hold the question, we'll take a few more. Meenakshi ji. I wanted to talk about the Preheneshwar temple and you mentioned uh, the Vada. So I just want to ask about Preheneshwar temple. The inscriptions on the temple walls say that uh, Raja Raja Tok, Chola gave 66 promises to that temple and only two are there. And since the details of every uh, bronze is mentioned there. Have you been able to? Well, uh, and just one more thing about Dilwara. Uh, Henry Cousins visited Dilwara and he said that all the noses had been chopped off. So he said old noses had been uh, put on the Adinath uh, image, for example. And he said the other Thiyathankars, their face had been removed. So I am not able to understand are those images uh, stolen and sold? Okay, uh, combine the two, yeah. yeah. Uh, firstly, the US doesn't have 200. They have 2,622 objects valued at $108 million that were seized from four known Kapoor warehouses. And apart from that, there are seizures from museums. So the number 200, you will know the significance when you go through the book, why it came up. It's something that is very, very interesting. I wish you would read it. Second thing is the case is still not filed on Kapoor yet in the US and we are waiting for the filing to happen. And these are still material evidences. 
yes there is a lot that can be done but in the last few years i would say since 2014 there's a lot of progress that's happened embassies overseas have realized their role and also there's a lot of effort that is going on it's not easy but it's not too difficult and i think you will see a lot more such returns not only that our focus is not just photo op returns what we'd ideally like to see is criminal prose- prosecution of this network and to answer your ma'am uh, if you read the big temple inscription it just talks about the height it talks about the weight it doesn't talk about the physical description so if it will say one king so much viral so much muram so with that it could be anybody it will say one chandikeshwara and as i told you if you go to the french institute pondicherry you google chandikeshwara there are 4800 chandikeshwara bronzes currently in their archive so it's very very difficult but unless it's a unique piece like the chola king wherein you don't have so many you can uh, roughly look at it in terms of dilwara the problem is there are so much of jain and buddhist bronzes sorry uh, stone sculptures that have been unstudied not studied at least in tamil nadu there's a little bit of documentation done rajasthan a little bit but unfortunately most of them are controlled by muts and none of these muts have come up and said or even reported a single theft so if you take the case of varman gia he is supposed to have confessed to selling over 10000 pieces of art in 2002 he was acquitted in 2013 for want of evidence so i think the public also has to be sanitized the government agencies can do only if you come up and report a theft i'm i'm going to move to this side there is a gentleman right at the end there uh yeah sir i just have two questions are there any works that are stolen which are in indian museums and if they are have you done any research to take them out of indian museums and in terms of your first question you're talking about paint uh, sculptures that are moved from temples to museums inside i think my lifetime will go in bringing back that's left the shores i think my scope i'll restrict to what we have lost outside and number 2 in terms of paintings yes we do come across in fact we are chasing one right now unfortunately the problem with paintings is there is even even if you're talking about sculptures 1% of an archive paintings are 0% so far as far as my knowledge there is not even one painting that has been reported stolen so unless people have lost it come up and say i have lost this we are totally blind including from museums from prestigious museums and lastly on the provenance aspect i think museums worldwide are still only doing optical due diligence as in the past is only the threat of people like us has forced them to relook at it they still are wanting just a piece of paper now the issue is how strong is that piece of paper in a court of law and that's where i think india has to strengthen its claims so we have to put our foot down like italy it says italy doesn't care they don't even show their source photos they say this is 
undoubtedly Italian origin. The onus is on the buyer to prove that you have bought this legally. If you don't, give it back. And I think that's where we should drive our point because Chola bronze cannot be made anywhere else. Uh, Chandraketuga cannot be from anywhere else. So why the hell are you asking me where a uh, source photo? I'm, uh, yeah, I think there'll be lots of questions, but we have to bring this to an end. And uh, I think there is also a case for some book signing to be done. So uh, let me hand this back. Thank you everyone for being here. There's books available for sale in the foyer and I'm sure Vijay would be happy to sign them. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.